0: I oftentimes compare what we do to a Sherlock Holmes story. You know, if you've ever read Sherlock Holmes, the the client comes in and they're distraught and he says, tell me about what's going on and what happened. And and he would listen very intently. and, And then when the story was over, he'd say, okay, come back in a week. Let me go out and do some investigation. Let's look for clues and see if we can solve this mystery. And so we do that with our patients when people ask me well what's what's Wichita like if I'm if I'm going around the world and I'll say well to me it's like a really friendly big small town I'm going to Wichita
1: i just a boy from Kansas not, not run with the law Welcome back to another episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. My name's Landon. Fall is in the air, the weather is finally cooling off in Wichita, and Il Primo has their seasonal drinks. Stop by Il Primo Espresso Cafe today and try the Apple Crisp Latte, the Witch's Brew Mocha, or the Jack O Latte. Drink local coffee. Today's guest is Dr. Ron with the Reardon Clinic. Dr. Ron has been at the clinic for 34 years. The Reardon Clinic was started in 1975 to study and treat cancer and complex chronic illness. We talk about Dr. Ron's experience, what the Reardon Clinic does, nutrient deficiency, and much more. Enjoy my conversation with Dr. Ron. All right, I'm here with Dr. Ron. How are you doing, doctor? Good. Good, man. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a family
0: physician from... I'm a native of Kansas and I've uh, lived my whole life here in Kansas. Uh, early on, I got interested in health and wellness and uh, good nutrition and exercise. I've done a couple marathons. Nice. Uh, I was lucky after I got out of medical school, I went through family medicine and got into a family practice that uh, wellness was one of their cornerstones. We, it was called Well Plan at Salina Family Physicians. And uh, we, we did a lot with nutrition. We, we helped people uh, learn the importance of exercise, stress management, mm-hmm. uh, the concept of being more responsible for your own health. Uh, and then from there, it, 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 that was the foundation. And I began, uh, one of my jobs there in Salina was taking care of, I didn't take care of him, but I was the medical director of a large retirement center Okay. And there was a clear-cut uh, pattern to me that as people got older, if the doctor didn't have enough time or if they were mostly wanting to make a diagnosis, they would they would either adjust their meds or start meds. Mm-hmm. But the tendency was to build up medications. And some of these sure. uh, more elderly people would be on 12 to 15 meds. And I often thought, now, wait a minute, we're not getting to the root cause of why they're not well, and part of that was is that uh, if you don't take care of yourself, you'll start to uh, develop complex chronic illnesses. Mm-hmm. So then I ran into Dr. Reardon, who uh, started out as a psychiatrist, and he was working obviously psychiatric uh, med- uh, illnesses are quite quite complex, but he was uh, a friend of of, um, of two psychiatrists, Abram Hoffer. And, uh, a, and a doctor in New Jersey, the Carl Pfeiffer uh, Foundation, mm-hmm. who, both of whom were looking to see if there were nutritional factors that could be measured, and then once you determined that, that that person had a low this or that, start filling in that gap and seeing whether or not it would help resolve some of the chronic illness. And mm-hmm. And sure enough, it was very beneficial, and so, when I found out about this, this was my next big step was to join Dr. Reardon. And so I've, for the last 34 years, I've been working with patients with difficult illnesses, looking for the, uh, the epigenetic, the mm-hmm. behavioral lifestyle uh, factors, nutritional factors, hormonal imbalances, toxicity issues that could help them uh, actually correct the root causes mm-hmm. and, and, and get
1: better. Yeah, absolutely. Well, wow, that's that's uh, a lot to unpack. I mean, I'm <laughs> No, I'm excited to get into it. Thank you for sure, kicking it sure. off with like that. Sure. Um, I think that's something I often hear too. Is like at most doctors, not their fault necessarily, just kind of the way the system is set up. Is they see somebody every five to seven minutes or something like that. And so yeah, they. I mean, the best thing they can do really is just prescribe the next drug down the list and try to. Um, Take care of the symptom rather than the root cause. They're a product of their education, and doctors are trained to make
0: diagnosis. Uh, we we come out of an era where antibiotics were kind of a, a huge change. You know, medicine for a long time, people didn't think doctors were very that very powerful. But with the uh, advent of the antibiotic era, it, we got rid of a lot of serious problems. And I always tell people tra- our trauma care, for instance. If I'm in a car wreck, don't bring me to the Reardon Clinic. I wanna to go to a right. top notch uh, emergency room and they do an amazing job. Sure. that That's acute care and our acute care model is fantastic. But what we have evolving in, in the United States and it's really happening in, in, in all of the major uh, countries is that complex chronic illness is now becoming the dominant factor that Patients are showing up to see their doctor for, and and the and the system is geared towards one problem. Here's your treatment, mm-hmm. and you're done. And yeah. and 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 what we find is that most of the these complex illnesses, there's multiple uh, underpinnings mm-hmm. as to why they are remaining ill, and
1: and just. Taking a medicine for a symptom mm-hmm. is not going to solve the problem. So you mentioned part of that is from kind of their education and schooling. Is there any change in the education med school system to like point more holistically or anything like that? Well,
0: I think it's I, I, our uh, we have a son who's also a physician. He, he also graduated from KU med school. We were comparing notes and I, I told him, yeah, one afternoon when I was a sophomore, in medical school we had an hour and a half discussion of nutrient deficiency diseases that was it wow he says i think i had that same same <laughs> class and that was it uh-huh. you know it's just not part of the yeah. uh, 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 the thing about nutrition is it's it's complex you, mm-hmm. you can't have a 5 minute conversation about nutritional right. factors and it's not just nutrition it's now we're getting into the environmental factors toxicologic factors mm-hmm. stress sleep disorders Uh, psychiatric issues or overload problems All that can play into a chronic illness. So yeah. a chronic
1: illness doesn't have just one cause, it has many, many roots. Sure. I'll have my brother call you after he gets through a little med school. He just started at Key Med. So I'll let him talk to you about that and see if it's changed. Well I don't want to put down there's a the, the doctors themselves have a lot to deal with and it's
0: it's a it's 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 amazing the amount of work and training they have to go that they need to have just to do the type of medicine right. that's available now. But it's not keeping up with the changes in the types of right. chronic illnesses that people have. Yeah. Uh, and, or they just, like you say, they just don't have the time to do it right. in order to get through a busy day.
1: Yeah. Um, so I want to get more into the nutrient stuff just here in a minute. But I had a couple of facts about the Reardon Clinic in general I wanted to kind of talk about. So the Reardon Clinic in Wichita is on 92 acres of nature preserve. Um, has it always been here or has it moved to here? 1985 is when Dr. Reardon, uh, that when
0: they purchased this lot, he, he started out as a laboratory at his office uh, near near downtown, okay. and and so uh, so 1985 is when they started to build the structure, and I mm-hmm. think it was 87 that it, that it opened. Okay,
1: and do, do you know, I have any idea what the inspiration for it was? I know there's been all kinds of guesses as to what the little bubbles or the pyramid. Sure, mean. Uh,
0: he was uh, Dr. Reardon was a fan of Buckminster Fuller, who okay. was a futurist and brilliant guy, and he he invented the geodesic dome.
1: Oh, very cool. And
0: so Dr. Reardon wanted something that would people would know it wasn't just the same type of medicine mm-hmm. that they normally had been seeing. He also liked the fact that it was very modernistic and the pyramid which one of the board members wanted to have built is represents ancient thinking. So modern
1: and ancient yeah. thinking brought together in, in one place. I love that, that's so cool. A um, Couple other facts, you've served patients from all 50 states and more than 50 countries at either the Wichita Hayes or Overland Park location, Reardon as a whole. Um, it's a 501c3 nonprofit org. Um, and then just kind of a, a one-liner is it's a world-renowned academic medical center that has led the world in integrative oncology, which I had to look up, but the study of cancer, oncology for people right. that don't know right. that. Right. Um, and complex chronic illness, as you mentioned, since 1975. And then one of the foundational pillars is your mission of education. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, so one of the things I liked right off the bat, Dr. Reardon did not refer to patients as patients. He said patients are co-learners. And the idea there is that because complex illness is complex, you need to involve the patient in the discovery process. I oftentimes compare what we do to a Sherlock Holmes story. You know, if you've ever (laughs) read Sherlock Holmes, the the client comes in and they're distraught. And he says, tell me about what's going on and what happened. And, and he would listen very intently. And, and then when the story was over, he'd say, okay, come back in a week. Let me go out and do some investigation. Mm-hmm. Let's look for clues and see if we can solve this mystery. And so we do that with our patients. We take a, a, a good 60 to 90 minute intake. We do very thorough nutrient testing, hormonal testing, toxicity tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've even gotten into something called methylation imbalances that can cause a lot of problems. So that when they come back, we have a lot of data on their biochemistry. Mm-hmm. And then we use that in combination with our story and put that together and create uh, pathways to better health uh, involving lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. dietary changes, supplements, hormones, natural ways to help the body function
1: better. Right, right. Um, So what are some of those kind of, I guess, common, so it's chronic, so everyone's unique, obviously, but what are the common nutrient deficiencies or hormonal issues? Is there like specific, like they're short on iron or something?
0: Right, well, the Reardon Clinic is known worldwide for the research that we did on the use of high dose vitamin C in cancer care, but you can also use high dose vitamin C for Infections, acute infections, Mm. chronic infections. It also works as a stress reliever because it'll boost adrenal functioning. Mm. Uh, Vitamin C is a detoxifier. So, uh, but the the cancer research that we did, uh, Dr. Reardon was a very good friend of Dr. Linus Pauling, who was a Nobel Prize winner in chemistry and peace. But he uh, was one of the first uh, scientists to really look at giving high doses of vitamin C intravenously as a treatment for cancer
1: care wow wow so it are most people i mean obviously you can get vitamin c and fruit and other things are a lot of people deficient and is it is it possible to get i mean obviously those are extreme cases but like to get enough vitamin c through food or is it necessary to kind of go that route
0: well uh again with cancer or more sure. acute serious illnesses that's where the higher doses are going to work better um you know most creatures make their own vitamin c You Mm -hmm. know, uh, a good example that I use use to to explain why we do use higher doses of vitamin C, a goat can make 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day if it's healthy, Mm. but if it's sick or injured or there's some kind of trauma, uh, it will generate up to 12,000 a day. It can go up that much. So, and in in nature, most creatures can do that. They can generate more vitamin C Mm -hmm. when they're threatened. We humans can't, and so uh, the recommended daily allowance is around 100 milligrams per day. That's given the fact that everything's fine, you're eating well, there's no toxicity, there's no stress. Do you know anyone that fits that, Uh, I mean, we're all stressed these days, people, the food supply that we have, you have to really be careful about what you're eating. Mm -hmm. The, The food is not as much whole foods as it used to be. Uh, And then there's some serious infections out there, viruses and whatnot. And so having extra vitamin C on board is like an insurance policy, a nutritional insurance policy that first, help you prevent getting sick. And then second, if you do get sick, uh, it can work as a, a, a wonderful way to boost your immune system, to detox your body to help uh, your immune system mm-hmm. fight cancer cells. So it's not vitamin C per se,
1: it's just how the body uses it yeah. to take better care of itself. Sure. So you said 100 milligrams is like, if you're- Recommended frail, like, daily recommended allowance. allowance. So what, what is high dose? Like how high is high dose? So we like
0: our patients, if they're interested, uh, number one, I like them to test their own urine and and to start out with a, you know, a dose, maybe 500 milligrams twice a day. Mm-hmm but test their urine. We have little test strips. Mm -hmm. This is, again, the whole notion that if you monitor, use information about your body, you're going to be more able to customize the dose that's best for you. So they can test their urine several times during the day Mm -hmm. and then find out what dose of vitamin C is going to work the best for them. And Mm -hmm. if they're really stressed, if they're really sick, they may may need 10 grams of vitamin C a day. But if they're, if they're,
1: pretty healthy, they may be fine with just getting it from their food. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so is that, I guess, is that controversial? Like in the medical community that doing that high of a dose or what is that kind of, what how do other people view that? Yeah, so yes, in the medical,
0: uh, you know, the medical model is a, just eat a balanced diet. Just eat a balanced diet and maybe you can take a multivitamin and mm-hmm. you'll be okay. Uh, but the medical model does not generally measure nutrient levels and so that was the big, I think, the big difference in functional medicine mm-hmm. and conventional medicine is that functional medicine, we do look at individuals as unique. And, and their genetics may depend on more of a certain nutrient than the average person. So we, we don't look at people as being average. We try to use our lab to characterize the right. uniqueness of their biochemistry and then treat that mm-hmm. rather than giving them a we don't really use a lot of multiple vitamins we right. tend to use more strategic vitamins based upon their conditions and their
1: their symptoms mm-hmm. and you know what their body seems to need when we get the test results back sure so would you recommend like the i guess the average person maybe healthy or relatively healthy do blood work on a regular basis and what would that regular basis be so we yeah so uh
0: the standard medical office does not provide nutrient testing because it's just really not in the thought process Mm -hmm. so we have a check check your health Mm -hmm. fair twice a year where we offer discounted nutrient Mm -hmm. testing and uh this last year we had almost 100 people do profiles that's awesome and then some of them were patients, some of them weren't, they were, and they can just come out here and do a profile. And, and then we have them, uh, that, that profile includes a visit with one of our practitioners to go over their results, mm-hmm. hear what's going on in their lives, and, and kind of correlate how their nutrient levels may relate to life stresses or symptoms that they're having, difficulty sleeping, uh, wounds don't heal very well, they have a chronic runny nose, we can use that information to help them design
1: a, uh, a nutritional profile that's customized to them. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Um, outside of vitamin C, is there like the next most popular nutrient that you kind of look at? In my book would be vitamin D, mm-hmm. and magnesium's a real close up there with uh,
0: okay. at number three. Yeah, vitamin D, so we've become an indoor culture. We mm-hmm. don't get sunshine anymore. Right. Or if we're out, we've been kind of taught that the sun is the enemy and we have to slather on a lot of sunscreen and now granted you can get too much and you can get sunburns and that can be harmful but if you if you use the sun sensibly and you measure your vitamin d levels say once again measure 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 uh, if you measure your d levels you can you can safely su- supplement your mm-hmm. d or use sunshine and some degree of supplementation to get into a more optimal vitamin d range. Gotcha
1: and is that blood work? P-strip, what's the best way to test that? That's is, a can blood work. At home? Uh, uh, well,
0: you know, there's a lot of like little labs that are popping up around the, yeah. the, the city and around the country where you can go in and test yourself. Mm-hmm. That's an easy one to test. It's a, yeah. it's a small little blood test. Okay. And so I think that's, I that is, uh, I really, I, I was on a board up in Canada for 12 years where they did over 45 studies just on vitamin D. And that was kind of like their, Mm -hmm. their primary nutrient that they were focusing on because up in Canada, you're further north. And so they had many different uh, conferences on the benefits of vitamin D. And I'm pretty much sold on vitamin D being very, it's really not a vitamin, it's like a hormone. Mm. And we normally would
1: make it because we'd be out in the sun but most people, we've become an indoor culture, right. and we just don't get the sun like we used to. Right. I feel like I've heard more about, like, I feel like growing up, it was like vitamin C was like kind of what I always heard about. And the last couple of years, vitamin D. they like, neck and neck right now. Yeah, and then magnesium. Though. I don't know if I ever hear about magnesium. Yeah, That's
0: magnesium. Dr. Tom Levy, who's one of our board members and a really good friend, he's written 13 books on nutrition. When he wrote the book on magnesium, he, and he's written about th- three books on, on vitamin C alone. He's kind of like known to be uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a vitamin C expert. After he finished his magnesium book, he, he told me kind of sheepishly, I'm beginning to think magnesium is more important than vitamin C. Because there are over 5,000 sure. uh, enzyme uh, systems in the body that mm-hmm. require uh, magnesium as a cofactor so it's wow. huge
1: is there a daily recommended or what you guys would recommend daily for a normal person
0: well uh it depends once again what's yeah. your stress level what kind of symptoms are you having uh, there's not an easy way to test it like the the p-strip mm-hmm. that you can do with vitamin c so, I'll, so and and there's eight different types of magnesium so you have to be a little bit more specific about what you're doing A lot of people will take magnesium if they're having like heart palpitations or blood pressure problems. It's a a relaxer. Mm -hmm. It helps people sleep better. Uh, It's very good for the heart. It it can help improve bowel function if people have constipation, Mm -hmm. for instance.
1: A number of different things about magnesium. Okay. Um, I want to talk about a couple other things. So um, you mentioned a lot of it is um, like oncology or cancer. Um, What are some of the other... I mean, um, I guess specialties that you guys specialize in.
0: So we do see quite a few people that have either high blood pressure or they have heart disease. And so we'll, we'll, we'll do various things to look for heavy metal toxicity, or once again, just key nutrient deficiencies can be a factor vitamin D deficiency is a, is a biggie in terms of mm-hmm. uh, heart disease as well as cancer. Uh, so we work a lot with heart disease patients we work with autoimmune disease quite a bit. Uh, people who have uh, psychological problems, very often we find that there's it's, more, it's not just a psychological problem, it's a, it's a nutrition problem, it's a mm-hmm. sleep problem, it's a stress problem. Right. And so, uh, so we, use, we use the lab to help customize uh, treatment plans for them. A lot of arthritis patients, we mm-hmm. have a lot of arthritis patients and we have a specialist up in Hayes who does something called prolotherapy where we can inject various substances that are natural into mm-hmm. the joints as a way of rehabilitating
1: and improving joint functioning. Wow, you guys, yeah, you guys cover a lot. Yeah. Um, so what would be the first step a potential patient would expect if they were to come to Reardon Clinic? Well,
0: I encourage people to listen to our podcast. That gives them a pretty good idea of what we're thinking, what we're doing with patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, and that's
1: the Real Health Podcast. That's the Real okay. Health
0: Podcast. Yep. We've got uh, a lot of YouTube videos mm-hmm. that they can watch. Uh, we've got an incredible library of videos here. You can go online to the ReardonClinic.org and a lot of the videos are online and the podcasts are there as well. There's a, a, a whole series of Health Hunters, which is, it goes back I think 34 years of, mm-hmm. of a monthly newsletter that we've put out. A lot of very good articles yeah. there, and most of those are are on the website. It's got a okay. huge uh, a back
1: back uh, library of mm-hmm. of those uh, those newsletters. Perfect, and I'll be sure to share those links so people can find those Great. easily. Um, so, at what point in a patient's treatment should they consider adding the services you guys provide? Well, most of the people come here because they
0: they just did feel like they got a they got enough we, we encourage the patients to go to their primary care doctor first or go to the specialist first you know get the best of what modern medicine has to offer but if they're not getting the results that they want and and they want to look in a little bit different way looking more at the at the functional aspects of the illness
1: right. we can provide that kind of an evaluation for them mm-hmm. absolutely um, what recent success stories do you have? Obviously, leave the names out and everything like that, but what what's a recent success story you can kind of- Well, like?
0: the lady that I just saw just before I came over here, she, I've been seeing her for probably about seven or eight years. She's diabetic and her triglycerides now are less than 100, which is unheard of. And uh, so she's got really good triglyceride levels. Uh, she was talking about how she's sleeping so much better. Uh, we found out that uh, her, her uh, support for sleeping, the the uh, CPAP machine was mm-hmm. just not doing the job. And I, uh, in talking with her, she had dry mouth in the morning. So I had her get a little, it's called a Somnifix. It's a little ma- a piece of mouth tape mm-hmm. to keep the mouth closed all night long. She's sleeping fine without the wow. machine. Yeah, so, uh, and and she's exercising more, she's watching her diet. So part of what we do is encourage people to get involved, become an active co-learner, and read articles on this. Try things. Uh, Your health is really your responsibility. We can be an advisor, kind of like a coach, but you've got to go out there and play the game. Mm -hmm. And so she's someone that I'm very thrilled about, and she was thrilled about being a successful co-learner because in the early days she said, "Well, you know, I'm on this medicine and that medicine, but I don't know. You know, I'm just don't feel good. I'm tired." She's got much more zest and enthusiasm now because she's taken responsibility for her health. Right, right, and she's probably been able to shed
1: a lot of those medicines, and yeah, that's awesome.
0: She's reduced a number of them. Yeah, yeah, not for sure. We don't, and we don't necessarily tell
1: people to go off their medicines, right, but right. oftentimes they can they can fine tune them a little yeah, bit better if they're absolutely. feeling better. Absolutely. Um, So we just touched on a lot of it. I love the idea of the co-learner aspect of everything. Um, But what's one thing, I guess, besides kind of the podcast and YouTube and stuff that listeners can do to take a step towards living a healthier life? Well, first of
0: all, understand that they are the person who's most responsible for their health. And this idea that I'm going to just do what I want to do. And then when I get sick, I'll I'll run in and someone will kind of rescue me those days are becoming numbered because most of the illness. let's let's just take the number one illness in the world right now is what's called the metabolic syndrome. Because of the type of fats that are in our diet, because of all the sugars that's in the diet, the people are gradually putting on weight. There are now like almost half the population has a weight problem and if you look underneath that they have a blood sugar problem and if you look underneath that their blood pressure is starting to go up. And then they're tired, and then they're not sleeping very well, and then pretty soon they're going to have, you know, uh, maybe they'll have something like arthritis that'll show up, and inflammatory or autoimmune problems. These problems just start to uh, accumulate as they as they roll down the road, and there aren't pills for this. You know, there's no metabolic syndrome pill that works. Now, if you get diabetic or hypertensive, there's pills for that. But what about the root causes? That's where you have to get back to self responsibility, and testing to so you
1: so you can see where's what's the best road to take in terms of making changes in this area. Sure, sure. Um, I have a couple kind of questions I ask everybody at the, sure. end of the podcast. But um, before we get to that, are there any other takeaways or uh, messages that you would want to kind of relay to the public? Well, just that uh, the longer I do this, the more enthusiastic
0: I get, and and I'm and I wish. People would get enthusiastic about their health because it's not until you start losing your health that you realize how incredibly important it is. Mm-hmm. So start today thinking about it and becoming responsible and enthused. Uh, as your number one
1: cheerleader is you. You know, if you're if you're not interested, uh, ain't nothing going to happen. Sounds right. Um, so I like to ask some questions specific to Wichita. This is the Wichita Life podcast. Um, so, what is your favorite part about Wichita, or what's a hidden gem in Wichita? Well, I had one patient tell me he was from Texas. He says, "I can't believe
0: how you don't have tra- traffic jams down here." You know, we, <laughs> we it gets a little busy during rush hour, but overall, we drive pretty freely and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like that. But I like the culture here. We have a lot of really good culture. We have a lot of entrepreneurialism Definitely. here. As a matter of fact, I don't think this place would but a matter of fact, people ask me that how did the domes in the pyramid get started on the plains of Kansas? You know, as <laughs> if we were like Hicks. But uh, I think there is a lot of uh, Discovery. People want to learn how to do better with their lives, and mm-hmm. and make their businesses better, and 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 be healthier, and and find ways to improve on how people get along and work together better. So I, I have that sense of creativity and uh, growth
1: in a in kind of in the spirit of yeah. can, of Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all of that. Um, is there anything you wish Wichita had that it doesn't, or what would you improve about Wichita? Oh, man. Uh, Boy, I can't think of a lot of things. Is that a good answer? That's a great answer. (laughs) I think something that always comes to my head is uh, my brother and sister-in-law moved to, from Wichita, we all went went to high school together. Um, They moved to Minneapolis. And it's like, if not number one, like top five fittest kind of cities on the planet. And so even when it's cold out and it's whatever, sub-zero degrees, people are still outside. Like most of the time, I mean, it's nice most of the time, but they're just outside always walking, always doing something. And, I think Wichita's getting better at that, but that's something I think I'd like to see just more and more of that and more outdoor yeah, type activities. Yeah. I think that's that's a good good idea. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, kind of last question um, before we kind of ask or see where people can find you. But what does Wichita mean to you? Well, I'm a native Kansan boy, and I grew up in a
0: small town. I often, when people ask me, well, what's what's Wichita like if I'm if I'm going around the world, and I'll say, well, to me, it's like a really friendly big small town, uh, even though it's a, a city, it's probably the biggest city in Wichita. It still has, in my mind, the small town characteristics of friendliness and openness to change. Actually, I think that's, that's sometimes small towns are not that open to change. I think mm-hmm. Wichita has the friendliness, but it also has that entrepreneurial spirit where people wanna grow and, and learn and
1: be more. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that's my favorite part about Wichita. So I love being here. Yeah, I think there's a great balance between the size. Yeah, it's not too big, it's not too small, but I agree with everything you just said. Um, So where can people find you, Dr. Ron? Well, uh, you, you know, our
0: podcasts, we're doing more and more podcasts these days. That's a good way to get introduced to our philosophy we have all kinds of YouTube videos that they could watch us on. And I just, I had a guy stop me out on the way here. He says, can I take your picture? I've watched so many of your videos. <laughs> and I encourage people to watch the videos because that's a good way to to really get into the depth of what we're talking about here. We've had to kind of stay on the surface, but there's a, a lot of uh, depth to nutritional medicine and and the nutritional Foundation of functional medicine. So, and then they uh, they certainly can come see us here. We we are trying to get our our lecture series started again. I've probably done four or five hundred lectures over the thirty
1: four years that I've been wow. here, and they're all in our library. But we'd like to get them out where people can see them. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I'll make sure to share. I mean, all those links: YouTube, um, the Reardon Clinic link, and the Real Health podcast. But Dr. Ron, thanks for coming on. This all is right. fun, educational, and all right. Thank you so much. Glad to be you a co learner. Nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. Check us out on social media at Wichita Life ICT or our website, wichitalifeict.com. Huge thanks to Jake B for editing and producing our podcast. Have a good one, and we'll see you next time.